To listen to the show, search Omni TV wherever you find your podcasts. Hello, hi everybody, welcome to the Omni TV podcast. This is episode four. Hi friends. Uh, and we Hello. are going to be doing uh, a, a little bit of a shorter show today due to time constraints and... Uh, and the lack of Woofy. What will we do without, the... uh, without her, man? What will we do? Yeah, the... I'm, I'm Clearly you just get someone better. <laughs> we have a very last minute addition to the show today, which is my friend Dave. Dave! Hello. Paralyzer. Depends how you want to refer to him. How are you doing today, dude? Oh, not too bad. Slightly rushed. Awesome. Slightly rushed. I do apologize for bringing you in (laughs) so close to the recording. Like, what, five minutes ago? (laughs) Something like that. So, so yeah. And then we obviously have our good friend and amazing panelist... Zephyr. Zephyr, the uh, the the windy one. That's what Zephyr means. <laughs> don't uh, don't take that the wrong way. <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna not look that up. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what have we guys been doing this week? What have we been oh, What have we been oh. playing this week? I started. So I finally got Okami working. So I played that. Well, not for the first time. I, I would say it's the first time for the first time, but it's right. not because I played it eight years ago. Uh, but I played it for the first time on PC about two so days a little ago. bit of a refresher course then. Mm-hmm. So Okami, yeah, Okami is uh, obviously about a dog god, woof god, um, a woof god, and uh, it plays a lot like Zelda. So, uh, I've never played a Zelda game. Well, I say never, right, but okay. I played Link 2. Does Link 2 count to anyone? No. No, okay. No, yeah. I don't think it does. Yeah. There we go. Uh, so the reason, one of the big reasons why I never got into the Zelda games was because my very first Zelda game was Link 2. I hated it. I never played it. I ended right. up, it was okay. the, the one reason why I ended up playing on my Sega Mega Drive to, to the, uh, American folk, that is a Sega Genesis, by the way. Uh, that was the one reason why I played my Sega Sega Mega Drive over the uh, the NES because of Link Two. It's like I could play Link Two, or I could play I don't know, like Sonic and Landstalker and the more interesting Force. games. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh my uh, god! What have we been playing this week, Lando? Uh, I've mostly been playing a mix of Minecraft, Borderlands 3 with a friend, and a couple of multiplayer games for streams. So, yeah, not too bad. A pretty average week for you, then. Pretty much. quite out of your... Out of your comfort zone. Nothing new, nothing out of the comfort zone. Not really. Do we ever... We never really play games out of our comfort zone. Unless you, like, want to do it for, like, Twitch bucks, you wouldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, like, yeah, I, I get that point of view for sure. That's definitely something. However, I did kind of start messing around with um, Google Stadia this week. Oh, how's that been going for you? I'm currently 
<laughs> I'm currently playing um, Assassin's Creed Odyssey for it. Have you actually uh, because... played Assassin's Creed Odyssey before? Because I've seen a friend play that game and it looks amazing. It looks really, really I, good. I started it is amazing. It, but my PC at the moment, uh, I'm pretty sure you both are aware that my PC is dying and it's getting replaced fairly shortly here. So it wasn't able to handle it. Need a so, computer for um, I've actually had a better experience playing on Stadia than I have my own actual hardware. Oh, yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so that's quite interesting. Um, I'm not that far in. I've, I've just done, like, the whole intro thing, the whole first island bit before you jump on the ship and go to the next place. I've just got the Ubisoft Presents. Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So I've done the intro so far of it. It took me about two hours to do the intro because I was yeah. running around and doing like the side quests and stuff. I, like I don't mean to go off on a tangent here too much, but how long do you think an intro of a game should be or a tutorial of a game should be? Like, do well, you think personally... two hours is too long for Assassin's Creed or did you feel like that was just right? I felt like I was immersed in uh, what I was doing. I didn't realize that it was just the intro okay. until until it popped up saying Ubisoft presents. And I was like, whoa, okay, so that was just the intro. I was having loads of fun doing that. Like, I was exploring some caves, I was looting some stuff, because this one's got a bit of RPG elements in it. It's got currencies and, like gathering resources and stuff like that to be able to like craft your weapons and that sort of thing uh it's got levels attached to it so this is brand new to me for assassin's creed because uh the last time i played assassin's creed was assassin's creed brotherhood so you did the Which same as like... me basically except i started back yeah. with um origins See, I think the intro for that yeah. game works really well, only because the actual point of it, and it was the same with Far Cry 5 and New Dawn, is you start off with a section of story that you can play before the game is fully finished downloading. So it's oh, really for amazing. your preloaders and things like that. I, so, I, right, I wasn't aware of that. Yeah, it goes back much... to launch. Yeah, I haven't had a much experience with, like, games that are playable when they're preloaded like that, but that's that's always such a cool feature, especially with bigger games nowadays. Yeah, exactly. With it's games huge. getting to like 100 gig or 110, you know, I, I need that feature, because if I'm downloading the game, I will get bored of the game before even touching it because of the download. Yeah, that's fair enough. Like, some of them can be like, really long. Yeah, if I can get instant access to the game, which is why Stadia is somewhat helpful, um, I can be a little bit more interested in the, in the game, and it doesn't turn me <sighs> yeah, off. Yeah, I get like that as well. So, I get this, cre this, this hankering for a game. So, like, a couple of years ago, I had a hankering. I was like... I kind of wanted to play a Tales game. I haven't played a Tales game in ages. I booted up my PS3, start bought and downloaded Tales of Graces F, 
And then by the time the game was like halfway through downloading, I was like, I don't want to play this anymore. And then I just yeah. like turned the PS3 off. Exactly, exactly. Which is very unfortunate. Experience. <laughs> it is. It really is. Because like, you get to the point where you really, really want to play a game. You start downloading it, you realize just how big that game is, how long it's going to take, and you just give up. You just like, uh, yeah. you You end up installing it, but then you don't have the will to actually go back and play the game that you've just spent ages downloading. And like that, for me, if I wanted to yeah. sit down and play Assassin's Creed Odyssey right now, I'd have to wait like half a day to almost a day to download exactly. it because of my download speeds. And it's not a Whereas, it's not a huge game compared to a lot of others, no, but it's it still big. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Well, like I say, yesterday I was like, right, I'm gonna play Assassin's Creed, and I just jumped straight onto Stadia and had a very good experience. I did not hate it. Um, the game was very good. The performance of Stadia was pretty good, so that was quite good. That's been my only gaming experience other than Minecraft this week. So, yes. On 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 that note, we're going to move on to a little bit more of newsy stuff. News! Let's get right so, into the news! Let's get right into the news. Exactly. So this week, we've had the um, Summer Games Fest in full cylinders uh, starting up chucking some stuff out for us uh, we, we've we had um, a game reveal uh, on the 12th which was a uh, remaster for Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 and that was followed up the day after on the 13th with a special uh, event Thing that was labelled one of the most important streams this year and that turned out to be the Unreal 5 demo oh, which is a, yes. a very pretty tech demo yeah it I really saw this is. on Twitter and it looked absolutely beautiful uh, I believe it was presented by Epic Games uh, with all their, yes, their Fortnite yeah. money they could afford to do that but it does look really However, cool however uh, I found the uh, reveal for that quite interesting, since uh, it is the first time during Summer Games Fest that Sony has had any inclusion. And they've been very quiet recently. We've been asking on this show for them to hurry up and do something. And what they actually do is partner up with Epic to show off their hardware on an Epic demo, which confused me a little bit. Yeah, like it's it's good to finally see them, but it's it's nice to see them. They're they're doing something, uh, and that's what we've been asking for. But is it really what we've been asking for? Because at the moment they still haven't yet shown us this console that they're showing off as the Unreal demo. They just kind of showed us what possibly it could do. And I, I get that that's exciting for some people, but when you don't know what the rest of the console is, it's a little bit lackluster. 
Yeah, because we now know, yes, it can run Unreal 5. It looks good. But we need more than that. We need... We actually need to know what it's running on first to properly be able to say, yeah, this is yeah. good, or... Yeah. Eh, it's a They're bit mediocre. Holding... I believe they hold off from those kind of stats because they are, at the end of the day, like the PS5 and the Xbox One S or whatever... They're still headlocking <laughs> bulls, and they yeah. want to better each other. Like they, they're not going to reveal that stuff because that matters to some people with big bucks, and it is a yeah. deciding factor on whether they buy the console or not. So they're like, "Oh, let's get the pre-orders out first, then we'll tell you what the we'll tell you what the hardware specs are." Well, at the moment, we can't even. Yeah. Uh... <clears throat> we can't even get a pre-order for it. Sorry, yeah. my throat is going now a little bit. Um, so it's it's interesting that Sony is still holding off, with Microsoft basically holding the uh, Apple as it is. But it is nice to see them, and uh, the fan bases did go crazy, and console wars, at least for the fanboys, are now in full swing. Lots of shots being fired one way and then instantly back the other way, so it is now happening. Console Wars are a thing, and it's going to keep going from here. War. (laughs) War never changes. Yes. It's always fun to see as an outsider. It does. Exactly. As as someone who doesn't particularly care about any console, I just get what what games interest me. Yeah. If I feel like it, it, it's always it's always quite fun fun to see people spitting at each other. Yeah, exactly. If we look at uh, if we take away Sony's inclusion from yesterday's event, and uh, because we are currently recording this on uh, the fourteenth of May, so that happened yesterday for us. <clears throat> um, if we take away Sony's inclusion from that. And just take it as an Unreal 5 demo, then uh, Unreal 5 is shaping up to be a phenomenal piece of technology for game developers to use. Um, I'm not sure how many studios on Sony's side use it. There's a couple here and there, but I, I don't think it's that many. It's more on the um, first party side of uh, Xbox Game Studios that seem to use it. So it's going to be very interesting why Sony was included. But um, it looks pretty. It looks like it's going to be very graphically intense and cheap on the GPU due to the technologies that they're using. So this could be the benchmark for this gen- this generation's technology of what we're going to see in the way that environments are created, real-time global illumination of actually being able to uh, bounce lights around indefinitely without actually having to ray trace. So that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, I definitely can't wait to see what gets done with it. 
And it's like, what what comes after ray tracing? Like the big graphics cards are trying to sell themselves with ray tracing, but exactly, it's thinking like, about what goes beyond that point. That really have we now is got exciting. to this? Exactly, have we now got to this point of where games are now going to peak in what they can do in terms of we just don't know like where else we could go from here because essentially we are in a new decade now we're in 2020 and this is gonna be the decade where we probably won't see a massive increase in uh like graphic fidelity because of where we're kind of capped up right now Mm -hmm. but there will be like methods to streamline it and like like more ways to get better graphics faster and hopefully like game dev time takes less because they're they're making these strides forward but we'll see you cannot you can only hope yeah well we can only hope but it depends on uh individual developers pipelines and whatever projects are going on around one project and management is the very important thing will uh, management change as the technology is changing to push out these games in a way that they are actually uh, playable in a short amount of time, if that makes sense. Yeah, because and I'd be I... curious. Oh, you got one. Yeah, because I don't want to see crunch. I don't want to see like crunch becoming more and more a thing. I would like to see. Like these game dev tools being streamlined to a point where people don't have to spend so many hours, like like weekends, nights, whatever, at their workplace, just trying to finish mm-hmm. a game, like with Red Dead Redemption Two, for example. Definitely, yeah, hundred percent. It's uh, it's going to be interesting to see if uh, the pipe flow being quicker will change the culture of. Uh, right, we've got to hit this deadline. You're gonna work seventy to a hundred hours right now, and we're gonna get this pushed. Will crunch be impacted by the pipe flow being quicker, or will they mismanage it and continue doing what they're doing? It's gonna be very interesting yeah. to see what happens in the next five to ten years. Like I hope there. things do change. I- we all hope they do. I'm very much a pessimist in the idea. Like it's more of like for me, I see it more happening from like unionization and things like that. But hopefully, like exactly. if it's managed well, it does at least alleviate some of the stress on developers. It alleviate a little bit, yeah, yeah. But it doesn't really solve the problem. Yeah, it's not going to solve yeah. it, but it may. It may at least lower uh, reduce the issue slightly Mm -hmm. we'll be mentioning a little bit more about um, Summer Games Fest and the uh, speculations on what uh, is happening with next gen a little bit later in the show but for now we're going to head over to Sephir with Retro Mm -hmm. Junction to talk about some interesting news that has happened this week. Yeah, and it's the reason why the reason why I keep like muting myself is because even right now I'm being DM'd like crazy. So, um 
seven years ago. Seven years ago in March. It was around early March, early February. I found out about a game called Dragon's Ball. And I'm like, hey, cool. It has dragons in it. That's, that's pretty we've neat. We've mentioned Dragon's Prophet a couple of times here. Maybe just, just <laughs> maybe, maybe it's one of my favorite games. But anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, seven years ago, um, I participated in a Facebook competition, and I don't win face co- Facebook competitions ever. I just like randomly, randomly did it for the hell of it, and um, yeah. I ended up actually like winning. And coming second place in one category and uh, coming first place in another. Um, So, uh, one of the categories was a short brief writing snippet. I came first in Mm. that category. And that was a lot of fun to do. And I came second in the art category, which was to design a dragon. Just like, you know, kind of... Quick. Bare bones stuff. But, okay... For exchange for doing that, I got given a closed beta key. I got given a shirt uh, that literally, yeah. like, no one else has, and I got like uh, cash codes and stuff. It was it was a good time. Already, awesome. already like it's... sealing the deal there. So <laughs> I played. To see that shirt sometime. Yeah. I've already, yeah, I've already played the. So I played the closed beta, and I it was like kind of at that point I fell in love with the game because. Yeah. I was playing it, and I'm like, this isn't a tab-target game. I I am so done with tab-target games. I don't know if you're familiar with what the concept of tab-target is. Yeah, you press tab, it switches the target that you're currently viewing. Yeah. And yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, so... Um, it's a very one yeah. mode. So it's yeah. sort of an action-y game. I also tell you one other thing I really don't like in games, especially MMORPGs, is... Chibi anime characters. I I can't I can't stand it. I can't. It makes me want to vomit. I just no. No I think I think there's a good portion of uh player bases that also agree with you there. I know I'm Absolutely. one. I am also one. Absolutely. <laughs> Yay Echo Chambers. So, um... <laughs> it's yeah, we, we so, basically just said basically, the same thing there. <laughs> pretty much. My cat wanted to escape. He was like, it was like, nee, I want to meow at your mic until you let me go. So, anyway, <laughs> uh, I looked at the game and I was like, this looks a bit jank. I'm only going to be playing this three months. Because that's. Mm-hmm. By the way, statistically speaking, if you pick up like an online game or any kind of game, even just a normal game, um,. The average time you will be playing that game for, like psychologically, is three months. This is a, this is a this is a fun fact. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, actually, from experience, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So, like, like when you get into a series like Assassin's Creed or something, the the fall off period of it is like three months. Like, you'll be into Assassin's Creed for three months, and then you'll suddenly be into I don't know Arkham Batman the next three yeah. months that that's how people function it's it's weird when you think about it but i mean it kind of makes sense i guess um yeah but no i ended up playing this game for three years and then uh i played the na server and then the na server shut down and then i was like incredibly depressed about it um 
but yeah, the the game has. Oh, I love it. I I love it so damn much, and <laughs> it's incredibly niche. And I have, if I spoke about every story I experienced with this game in particular, um, I would be here all day. Uh, however, That's like me with uh, Star Trek Online. <laughs> yeah, I will mention one particular event that kind of changed everything for me. So this is one of those games where have I, I kind of want to hear your experiences after I talk about this, but have you ever had a game make you actually scream out loud? Like, multiple times? Because this game yes. kind of did that for I me. I know I have, yeah. yes. Um, so I'll tell you this one story in particular to keep it short. So, in this game... There are dungeons. When you complete a dungeon, you kill a boss, and that's kind of it, and you don't really think about it again. However, mm-hmm. there was a rumor going around, and uh, I was stupid enough to try this out, because this just seemed like... You know like those fake cheat codes people post online? Yeah, that you yeah. just have yeah. to try it out to see if it works. Just the yeah. slight chance like, it will work. Yeah, slight chance it will work. So... There was this rumour going around that there was, like, a 1 in 3,000 chance or something dumb like that. If you walk into a dungeon, you'll see this mega amazing giant dragon that you can catch. And, uh, like, right. no one really believed... Like, some people were trying it, but no one got anything out of it. Um, this is like a myth, legend yeah. kind of, kind of yes. thing. Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So... Uh, there was this water cavern called Nairol's Nest, and they said, oh, if you go in naked and if you walk in the dungeon and die repeatedly, this this dragon will appear in there. And so I did that for, like, what was it? Like, an entire week. An entire week I spent four, four hours after work just doing this over and over again. I was like, I'm fucking crazy. Why am I doing this? <laughs> and then... It's a slight chance. And then on, uh, I believe it was a Friday, I'm so, I was recording at the time, I'm so sad I didn't actually record the, the, like, scream, but it was fucking there, like, on, on the Friday afternoon when I did it, like, after, like, maybe an hour of trying it, and it was, like, amazing. (laughs) It was, like, like, the best day of my life. Um, that moment where you just go, yes. <laughs> so okay, I, I became, yeah. So I got a bit of notoriety on the game because I was one of the first few people who actually proved it was real. Mm. And that was that was that was like the point in the game where I was like, I I I I can't stop now. That's it. That's that's my investment. I have this amazing dragon that no one else has, and yeah. Yeah, I, I just wanted so to keep going with it. That, it was one, a... that slight chance of getting yeah. something became the hook for you. It became the hook. Yeah, I'm I'm such a I'm such a mess because uh, it's it's essentially it was essentially me winning the lottery and me just mm. riding off that high of the lottery and it's disgusting. But it was it felt so good, man. I loved it. Um, yeah. so I want to kind of segue away from this talk about this game now because otherwise i'll be here all day i do want to very briefly hear what was your experience with a game i probably not quite as crazy as that but have you ever had an experience with a game that's made you 
like extremely like uh excited yeah (laughs) yeah uh so mine is probably again it's an it's an mmo if i Mm -hmm. don't count halo this is yes um it's probably going to be star trek online yes Um, oh yeah my dad actually plays this game yeah my my dad plays phenomenal game it's got um it's got a lot of uh nice lore from the universe i'm quite Mm. invested anyway into the universe it has quite Um, a quite a backlog of lore that's pretty interesting yes definitely um and i got very into that one i've put countless hours in i got to the point where don't do this kids microtransactions are bad but i might have uh put in uh, about three thousand five hundred pounds into that game. Jesus! Over my ten years of playing it, well, over ten I don't think years. I've even. I don't think I've even put that much into Dragon's Profit, man. You you've uh, outpaced me this time. It's a, it's a little bit of a problem. I love the game. <laughs> um, I've still got to jump back into the game again because I've not really been in there very often recently. Uh, just to get the story content done, but uh, that is definitely a game that I would I play with people and not do solo. That's definitely Aww. a social game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's for me. Dragon, like basically in Dragon's Prophet, my position in this game now is I have everything done. I've done the ultimate weapon quests, both of them. Mm-hmm. And for me now, the game is very much a social experience. Um, yeah. And I, I so enjoy what's, it. So what's your experience, Dave? Yeah, Dave, I want to hear like yours, man. I'm trying if to think of... I, I definitely do have some. I've got a couple. I, I've got one that's slightly different only because this event actually um, burnt me out of the game. It was like a week-long obsession that led to me stopping playing the game for quite a while. And I'm still on and off with the game. But it was with Destiny 2. And it was earlier this year, yeah. and it was the Corridors of Time puzzle, which was, I think we spent I left over a week. The corridors of Time. Yeah, it was over a week of just yeah. Like yeah. this wasn't even in game really. Like we had people in game, but we were mainly in spreadsheets and crunching data oh, and things oh, like that. Oh, number for crunching! Yeah, a week. Yeah. I've done the same thing with uh, with Star Trek Online, trying to like maximize my damage min max. <laughs> and it's really sad, only because like my job at the time was data crunching. So I was I was working for eight hours, crunching data, and then going home mm-hmm. and spending almost all night crunching more data. So that was like oh, a no. week long thing, and like we had Love so. It. Like the biggest issue we had, like we had so much hope for what we could get out of it, and yeah. in the end, we unlocked a weapon quest a week early. Oh my nice. goodness, that's amazing, man! Con- congratulations for a week early is decent, yeah. regardless. To be perfectly I, honest, I think for everyone else, like the general population, it was amazing. It's like um, doing day one raids and unlocking new content for everyone else. For the people who did it, 
uh, it's an amazing experience, but the stress of it all can burn you out. But for everyone else, yeah, they just got extra content early, basically. Which is which is cool. Yeah. So uh, on that note, let's uh, let's bring it back to why we did this segment in the first place. So, what is the particular news that dropped this week, Sephiroth? Uh, so that well, I th- did I not mention it like right no. at the start? But we didn't okay. know. We just kind of <laughs> tangent and st- yeah. got into. So the reason talking. why, well, I was gonna bring this game up anyway because it's been part of my life for so long. But yeah. uh, Tuesday, the last uh, official servers, the European servers, announced that they were shutting down. This was kind of seen from a long, long way off because uh, yeah. Rune Waker has stopped developing the game since 2015, pretty much. Um, that's so when it's, they stopped it's developing. Been on life support then. Yes. It? So um, it's pretty amazing that it was still around like five years yes. later. Yeah, so though they were the servers I didn't play, but it is the last of the official servers, so that's why I'm so thankful that there's people out there that actually are interested in game preservation yeah. for online games. Yeah. Um So does so does this news now mean that technically this Dragon's Prophet game doesn't exist? Officially it doesn't exist after the twenty ninth of May. Um, unofficially it still does though because I've been playing the uh, unofficial service for like three years now and uh, it has no uh, as long as the server costs are kept every month it has it's not going away Yeah. so this is supposed to happen on the 29th of May with the shutdown they only gave them well as of Tuesday it was 17 days it's more like 15 days now that's it's not long at all. Scale. Yeah. That's really quite harsh to if you Incredibly. if you were sat on those servers and you've been grinding up and getting mm. yourself all of the stuff that you need to get. Yeah. I've I've I literally been writing I've been writing like sorry to hear all day and yesterday mm. and the day before because it's just we've had hundreds and hundreds of people online the past two days. And so, um, just like talking uh, about it. In terms of uh, these people that have all of this stuff grinded yeah. and stuff like that, are they able to transfer that to non They are service, not able or... to, no. However, oh, I really feel sorry for them. However, one of the things about this game I'm very thankful for it is not very grindy at all. Um, right. Well, that's good. Like, the max level is not a means to an end. One of the big problem I I say it's a problem, but to me it's not a problem. I more like this as a thing. You can solo raids for whatever a lot yeah. of the content can be soloed if you put the I time like into it. Um Personally. And I think one of the issues the game had was that it didn't really encourage competitive group play. It wasn't a very serious game. Um, yeah. Yeah. and yeah, it killed a lot of people. It, it ha- didn't really have a reason for people to stick around besides the social aspect once you've done everything. Um, mm-hmm. but then again, it's one of those situations where 
it's a game that does nothing quite like any other game. Because if you took any other game, like if you took a pet game about dragons, most of them are like cute mobile games with chibi characters in them, and I can't stand those. Yes, um, they are. But yeah, this game has a bit more of a serious flavour to it, and I really like that. And that's always been the appeal for me. So, if anyone is currently listening and uh, are interested in the uh, Dragon's Prophet game and was oh, thinking yeah. of getting into the game. I will. I uh, will link where that Where do they on. go now? So, if you want to play Dragon's Prophet now, um, you go to the uh, website called Adept Gamer, and they host both Dragon's Prophet and they host Dragon Saga. Um, right. Okay. I don't like Dragon Saga at all, by the way. Um, but <laughs> you can sequel, you can it? play Dragon's Prophet there now, and it's up for the remaining future until like people no longer like the game anymore but you know uh i'm pretty pretty uh i'm in pretty good terms with the system admin i do like work for him and stuff so i would know yeah. first if there was anything going wrong but for the foreseeable future we're, we're doing pre- we're doing pretty well here awesome. that's good to hear that there's um... the other option yes that's definitely good to hear. <laughs> exactly uh... And on that note, we're going to move away from talking about Dragon's Prophet. I'm glad we did this today and talked and had it a decent-sized uh, segment there uh, because it is an interesting game. It oh, does yeah. have uh, a big, a big following, and it is sad that the game uh, is being sunsetted. Yeah. But um, on that news, talking about the sun. Summer Games to... Fest. I exactly. didn't see a lot about. So explain to me what the Summer Games Fest panel is, because I don't know a lot about this, and I'd like. Okay. I'd like so... to be explained it, and I think some people uh, who are watching the podcast would like to know too. So there's, there's a couple of events trying to angle themselves this year to replace E3. Due to E3 being cancelled due yeah. to redacted situation, um, which is quite sad that E3 has been cancelled and it looks like E3 is on its last leg. Um, it has been on its last leg for the last couple of years, and I, I personally think this is consolidating it. Pretty but much. One of the events that is taking over is from May until August, called Summer Games Fest which is hosted um, primarily organized by uh, Jeff Keeling from the Game Awards. Um, So every December he hosts the Game Awards show and uh, he's decided to take it upon himself to uh, rally publishers and platforms to show off their stuff as they normally would. Um, just through a four-month event of rolling announcements and content that's um, pretty cool. out there, pretty much. Um, so this week alone, we have, as I said earlier on um, in the show, we've had a, a a surprise game reveal which turned out to be Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 and 2 with Tony Hawk um, actually present for an interview uh, which 
was awesome oh. to watch. Still um, no, still no Skate Four though. Wait, does Skate Four no, exist? No, no. But skate sk- Three was amazing for all the wrong reasons. Still hasn't happened. Skate Four um, still a running have... joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people looked at this um, Tony Hawk reveal and during the chat because uh, it was on uh, YouTube on the YouTube live chat that they had, people were just being like, this isn't Skate 4, I'm leaving. <laughs> uh, some I things touched... never change. Would you like exactly. to hear something incredibly shameful? Uh, I'm, I'm not ashamed about this, but I never played many skater games and I was never really into them. Mm. However, I'll tell you the best skating skateboarding game I ever played, and you're going to laugh your ass off. Disney's okay. Goofy Skateboarding on oh PC. Wow. That was amazing. <laughs> I don't know why. I was like eight when I played that game. But of I, I but yeah. I forgot put, all I about that game. a lot of hours into that game. I know. <laughs> goofy Skateboarding, so man. Competitive so esports. we've had, this, this week, we've had that reveal. Uh, that happened on Tuesday uh, at the time of recording, like I said, we're on the 14th, so we're on the Thursday recording this. Oh, yeah. Um, and yesterday we had the Unreal um, demo reveal as part of Summer Games Fest through Epic and Sony. Um, later on today, after we've finished recording this, which we will talk about in the next show, or maybe we'll do an Omni Light for that, which is like... Uh, the shorter version of the podcast that both me and Woffy are doing, reacting to certain news breaking, uh, which will drop at any point uh, throughout the Whenever you feel like it. Pretty much, yeah. As things drop, if we think it's interesting, we'll cover it and we'll post it out. Um, In the same place that you would usually listen to this podcast. Um, And we've decided to... <clears throat> go forwards with uh, this Omni Light to hopefully make these episodes shorter. Um, but today we have uh, the first actual um, PlayStation labeled event. Yesterday wasn't labeled as a PlayStation event, but did show PS5. Um, and today is the PlayStation State of Play which is Ghost of Tsushima gameplay, I believe? Uh, yes, that's correct. So, that's quite interesting. Um, the reason why we're talking about Summer Games Fest right now um, for the show, I know that we've mentioned it in the last show, and here and there as an off-cuff comment, uh, is because there's a certain... Uh, Thing happening in relation to Summer Games Fest being that Mafia has apparently uh, basically been teased to be shown off um, I believe it's remastered versions of all three of the games remastered 1, 2 and 3 as part of like a collection um, developed by 2K Games Why is this interesting? It's interesting because this is part of the Summer Games Fest event. 
and 2K Games are responsible for a lot more than just Mafia themselves. So it's a bit speculative to see what is 2K Games also going to tease, show off um, with this because um, 2K Games are responsible for games like um, Borderlands, uh, Bioshock, uh, there's a couple of um, uh, sporty type games that they do as well. Yeah. Um, they did something with GTA, I believe. They're the publishers. Uh, same with Borderlands. Yeah, they're, they're the publishers, publishers for that. Um, so it's it's interesting to see that um, 2K Games are saying, hey, we've got an announcement thing coming on the May on May nineteenth as part of Summer Games Fest. What else could we possibly see from them? Being this time of year with uh, the whole E three news cycle, as it were, is it going to uh, happen to be something else in their library as well, or some hints to something else in their library. So I thought it was interesting to mention that possibly we may see more from 2K Games in the next two or three weeks, um, considering this is uh, an event created by them as part of Summer Games Fest, as the EV replacement, as it were. So, uh, what do we think, guys? Do we think that 2K Games might bring a little bit more of their A-game? They're gonna bring it's... another sports game. Let's be real. <laughs> it's gonna be another sports game. Uh, I don't know. You did see, like, the Wall of FIFA once, did you? Like, Yes. Okay, yeah. so, to, to explain to, to people listening to the podcast... Um, so sports games, where they're yearly releases and so many people buy them, they end up in trade-in stores. And, uh, I went to Birmingham once and I went to a CEX. That's not not what you think it is. Um, it is a game trade-in store. And they have had a massive wall of just sports games. Mm -hmm. And, um... Yeah, so I always see sports games as kind of like throwaway games, and I'm just like, uh, sports games. Uh, like one game that games. I can say for sure will okay. probably get some sort of reveal will be um, the third DLC for Borderlands 3, uh, because I know that's slated for release, I think it's June. Yeah, uh, That's the approximate release date for it, so we'll probably see something for that. So I I love the fact that Sefa just then mentioned a sports game. Mm -hmm. The reason why I love that is because today, as of recording on the 14th of May, Thursday 14th of May, it seems that publisher 2K Games has just announced that PGA Tour tw 2K21 <laughs> is coming out August. 
right. I saw that coming. They they must have been listening to this this podcast because, uh, or they're in my attic. They're probably in my attic right they're now. They're in your attic. Yeah. Uh, so it appears up. that this uh, this new game for uh, PGA Tour is going to come out on. August 21st on Google Stadia, Nintendo Switch, PlayStation 4, Windows PC, and Xbox One. So, maybe we will be seeing more from 2K Games uh, throughout the week or weeks, due to the fact that this just popped up out of nowhere. (laughs) All of the uh, golf fans of this uh, podcast will be very excited at this point. To be perfectly honest, and uh, I might be a little bit excited here, um, and the reason why is because I used to play the golf games with my parents as a kid uh, on the PlayStation 2, uh, like the Tiger Woods PGA stuff, um, and this is probably the first proper golf game that's come out in a while that I'm actually somewhat interested in because we've had like um, golf course and basic ones here and there, open golf and stuff like that but um, PGA Tour has been down on its game recently and from what I can see right here uh, due to their announcement trailer it looks like they're going a little bit more classical um, with the way that they've created the game. So, thank you very much, 2K, for um, announcing this, at least for me, so I can provide my parents a golf game worth playing. <laughs> like, I think my only experience so... with sports games in total has been, like, back on the PlayStation 1 and Gran Turismo, and I think that's about it. Mm. Apart from my... <laughs> oh, wait, no, um, Wii Sports as well. Of course. That's of my course. experience with sports games. <laughs> Anything to add there, Sefa? Yeah, you should get them into golf with your friends. That's a top golf game, man. It's really funny. Best I didn't even game. click on the fact of like, oh yeah, technically that is a golf game. Uh, it's that a is sports a golf game. game yeah. <laughs> that that is. Like, oh yeah. yeah, yeah, I have played more than just those two. <laughs> <laughs> uh and on that weird and wonderful note, ladies and gentlemen, this is today's show. It's a little bit sh- uh, shorter than normal. It's a little bit more um, open and generalized than it would normally be. We only had one panel this week um, due to people not being available and uh, Woffy mm. ending up that he's probably passed out at the time of recording this. I was uh, not in a good way yesterday. I woke up feeling so awful. It's and, it's yeah. going around at the mm-hmm. moment and uh, to be perfectly honest, we just do the best that we can exactly. um, at this time of life essentially. It's not a very good time of life, but I hope everyone at home right now is taking it easy you take uh, it one day at a time, and exactly. you don't worry about tomorrow. You focus on today. Once exactly. you get through today, worry about the next day. 
don't have to worry hope. about future proofing right now. Just just do what you exactly. can. Exactly. 100%. And we hope that everyone at home is having good fun with the video games and uh, are looking Play forward to the release of the new ones and that sort of stuff. Heck yeah. So thank you very much for joining me, Zephyr and Dave. Mm. It's been a blast to have this conversation with you guys very generalized today. Yeah, it's, it's been, been very chill. Fun. And I feel like I've contributed a bit more today. Usually I kind of just <laughs> let Woofy do the talking and I yes. think you know, we've really He does like to do really, that. Uh, we've really uh, <laughs> put our own edge today. We're not trying to overthrow you, Woofy. I swear we love you. We love you very much. Please come back. We, we love you. Woofy will be back for next uh, the next podcast. On that note, I will mention that next the next podcast from this podcast uh, will be the last bi-weekly podcast and we'll be moving to quarterly instead just to give myself and Woofy a little bit more time to produce and tweak around things uh, and hopefully create a better show for you instead of having to uh, do a show like this where it's rushed and put together and we're like ah craziness so hopefully we'll have um, a little bit better context for you in the quarterly shows but we will be continuing with Omni Light which will be our shorthand podcasts on particular topics here and there that uh, me and Woofy find interesting to cover and hopefully you guys will join us for the ride of that. It'll be in the same place that this show is, so just keep an eye on our social media, um, and hopefully we'll be able to produce something that's nice and interesting. It's currently experimental at the moment, but we'll put our effort in behind that. So again, thank you very much, both of you, for joining Thanks, all right. Thank you as well. It's been good. I, I, uh, I really enjoyed it today. It was a lot of fun. Thank you so, so awesome. much. So, thank you very much, podcast listeners. We will catch you on the next podcast. Hopefully, Woofy too. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get a net and I'm gonna grab him. Yeah, we'll, we'll bring Woofy too. We miss him. Peace. Have a good time, and we'll catch you next. The final bi-weekly episode. We're on the sixth of June. We hope you will join us for us. This has been an Omnicadia production.